Hey, Charles. Hey, Holly. <laughs> How here. are you? I'm here, still, <laughs> barely. Some, some folks may hear stomping and baby crying. In There are no babies in the shop, um, but a baby moved in upstairs. <laughs> so if you hear footsteps and whining, it's not Charles and I. It could be, but um, that's on Charles a... Charles just starts crying. That's on a usually very bad day, which happens uh, every week, I would think. We, we hold the tears in, typically. Yeah, when people come into the shop, it's like a it, we're actors. You know, like you have to be really good at shedding tears and then also pretending that everything's okay. Well, I love when people ask, and I know they're genuine, but I love when people are like, how is it going? Like how... A year and a half like is it going okay yeah and like, the best answer is it's great <laughs> because if you say it's great then they get it they're like they feel good great they're like yes it's an energy i'm yeah. gonna be able to buy a whiskey from them for a long time which it actually is good oh yeah but obviously there's rougher times and difficult days and but it's it's i can tell they're concerned about me like i'm almost their child or like their their friend well i think the reality is we, we work our tails off to make it great <laughs> to make it great but also it shows like our physical features sometimes <laughs> i think people walk in the door you know the way i look up from my computer or whatever they're like oh crap did you just get hit by a truck a little while to like build like unwind yeah well you know? it also yeah it depends what day of the week it is what time of the day what whiskey we've tasted i did get that we usually don't get this but i got the question today i didn't tell you the, um, do you have any Weller? I got it today. Oh, the Weller question. So that took a whole nother deep breath of energy. Yeah. Um, but he walked out with a Southern star and nice. we're friends. Good. So. Good. Yeah. I mean, turn. I had the guy in yesterday. It was Buffalo Trace and Blanton's. That's mm -hmm. all he was interested in. And, uh, what did he end up? Is oh. that New Riff? He, well, yeah, he bought actually both New Riff and Fusion, Bardstown Bourbon Company. Oh, those are good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go. All right. Well, anyways, this is going to be a quick little intro. So this is see, season two, episode nine, but it's a Hashtag mini. Hashtag FFS. Oh, yeah. the first the fill. First well, fill spirits. What are we talking here? First, first, it's whiskey. It's whiskey. For FFS. fuck's sake. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Sometimes so, I forget what podcast we're same doing. Same podcast name. It's the only one we do. Um, but this is a something different. That's why we're a little thrown off and didn't name it because it's we're calling it, I guess, a, a mini series. So this is a big deal. This is our first interview podcast where normally you just all have to listen to Charles and I talk about random stuff. And taste whiskey that you can't taste, <laughs> or maybe you could. You can. You um, just have to come here. Not all of it, but, and I'm sure we, we love that you all enjoy it, but we get asked a question a lot in the shop of, I'm really into this. Maybe they're in the whiskey club. They have a couple bottles. Maybe they have 50 bottles, but they want, um, not necessarily a certificate, but where do, can they get proper education? Yeah. You know, not going back to school, but... How do you get on Google and look up Scotch whiskey courses? And not a, a lot of junk comes up. And now there are a lot of programs to pick from. And it can be a lot of money and very overwhelming. Kind of like searching for whiskey when you're getting into it. So 
I noticed myself sending a lot of uh, hyperlinks and descriptions with some of my favorite uh, education programs. And we decided to do an interview with um, the Edinburgh Whiskey Academy and the Institute of Brewing and Distilling. So this first part is going to be with Kirsty McCarrow of the Edinburgh Whiskey Academy. She's awesome. Um, they'll be, it'll be on YouTube as well um, because we did a Zoom and we were able to chat. Um, so Charles and I are just going to talk a little bit. Um, we have some whiskey that we want to share with you and some news, but then we're going to go right into our chat with Kirsty, and hopefully this gives some more information to folks that are looking to start to really hone in and get some certificates um, and education specifically on Scotch and Irish whiskey, but it would be applicable to all whiskey. Um, you know, you're going to get information on all whiskey, but I would not say that these are bourbon or American style outside of single malt um, focused classes. These would be for folks that really want that single malt um, and also Irish styles of whiskey too. And you'd mentioned earlier that maybe we will do more episodes that focus on American whiskey education as well. Yeah. So. You know, this will be an ongoing thing, not just interviews about education, but maybe some other interviews with other cool, fun stuff in the whiskey world. But yeah. Yeah. My goal is to, if we're going to do interviews, they won't be every episode. They'll be kind of special episodes and they'll be with folks that are kind of on the outskirts, not of the industry, but folks that we don't normally hear from, you know, maybe a malting facility, maybe a cooperage, maybe I'm just throwing this out there, but you know, Brands are great, um, but we hear there's a lot of podcasts out there, and you can probably find a distiller or brand ambassador on one of those, and that information is out there, and maybe we'll do some of those in the new world scene or independent bottlers, but we want to focus on what the shop focuses on, which is kind of your specialty. I'm ready to take that next step and really, really dive into whiskey. I so. want to sign up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, um, whiskey, past few whiskey weeks, though, have been really busy. We've had a bunch of classes. Uh, we really jam-packed the schedule before you leave for Japan. Yeah, it always seems to be that way. You know, you you look at the calendar and create these um, trips and whatever, and, and then you just, for whatever reason, make the, the week or two prior the most busy weeks you can possibly make. <laughs> So that you're stressed out and um, tired before you go on a big trip. It's just, you know, it's the way it should be, right? I mean, yeah. on top of that, you're you're taking care of all the loose ends. But yes, we had two really great um, whiskey classes the last two weeks uh, and some other stuff too. But um, we did a, a Whiskey 101 course, um, which was really fun. We picked out some really great bottles for that. Did, a, did three scotches and Irish and two American whiskeys and really did a deep dive. You know, sometimes those tastings are the best because you can just flow with the whiskey, mm -hmm. you know, the you, yeah. you, you see how the people are taking the whiskey and the questions that they ask. And, you know, it's just, it's very casual and nice. It's, it's one of our, our favorite uh, formats for sure. Um, so that was a couple weeks ago. And then this last week, we did a really big Irish extravaganza tasting is what we called it with the Saratoga Whiskey Club. But we had eight Irish whiskeys, which is a lot. 
Um, but, you know, the more you taste, the more you learn, the more you appreciate different styles. Um, but six of those bottles actually came from the UK, and then two of them came from the shop. And, you know, some big names. Um, we did uh, Writer's Tears. We did The Irishman. 2022 limited edition. That was good. Um, we Teeling. did a Teeling Dark Porter. Mm -hmm. uh, we did uh, a newer distillery, younger distillery called Ballykeef, which was really great. Mm -hmm. That was a single farm estate type grain to glass distillery. Uh, cash strength, which was really nice as well. Uh, and then we did go back to one of our favorites, which was Dingle. And we had a little bit of a uh, right with turn with that. Uh, yeah. We did enjoy um, one of the bottles immensely. I, I really thought it was great, which was the Samhain uh, Muscatel finish, uh, limited edition. But we did taste for the first time their core single malt, and it was a little um, surprising. Yeah, so no more batches. What do we end on? Batch six? Batch six, I think, was the um, last one, yeah. And, of course, batches are all going to vary, and we knew that the new non-batch core, you know, going forward release um, would be different than any of the batches too, but, and a larger vatting of casts. But, um, you know, I guess I started to get some threads and themes of flavors from all the previous batches of Dingle that I've had, which, you know, some classic Irish notes like fruit and things like that, but a lot of these grassy strawberry notes, it was sweet and spicy and citrus. Um, and this was had some of that spice, but it was uh, definitely a different direction. The fruit was missing yeah, for me. I mean, in a blind taste, it would have been hard to have picked out Dingle, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. Now, we do know that you know their goal was for 2023 to have 100,000 bottles out there of this release. Um, I want to give it another shot. I want to taste it again, like kind of on its own. You know, we were drinking other whiskeys and kind of had other thoughts going on too. So I would like to, to taste it again. And I, and we have a little bit left, so we'll do that. But um, yeah, you know, it was a little surprising. But, you know, we'll see. I did taste it again too. I took... Oh, you did? You know, my, okay. And it was um, it was definitely better. Okay. It it I was able to pick up more. It's very nuanced. Okay. Which is well, fun. Well, that could be okay. Um, but it could not hang in a, in a lineup, though, yeah. which made me a little bit right. nervous. But, I mean, not everyone, most people don't drink whiskey like that. Yeah. So, for the average consumer, yeah, it might be fine. It did, and they even had this in their notes, but it does have a black licorice right. vibe to it. So and I just personally am not a huge yeah, black Yeah, that's fan. one of those notes you either like or you don't. There's yeah. hard, There's not much in between on that. It's we, not overpowering, but it is there. Right. So. Uh, and then we did end up with two of the peated Waterford expressions, which, which were, were awesome. both really, really mm -hmm. great. One was a little higher PPM, the Bally Bannon, and then the Fennis Court, um, which was really, Court. really nice. Mm -hmm. So those are fantastic, and that's exciting because we have big, big hopes for them and um, excited to taste some really great stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so lots of classes we did. Speaking of Irish, too, you should uh, oh. start drinking your... Yes. So Holly oh, went to Colorado <laughs> a few weeks ago. Speaking of fruit and Irish. And is bringing back American Irish whiskey, basically. American pot still. Triple distilled. 
So triple distilled pot still style whiskey, although they're making some different versions, just like a classic How old is Irish this? distillery. They're all around three to four years old. Okay. Um, so I was at Talnua. I realized we hadn't said the name of the distillery yeah. yet. Well, I think we talked about it on the last podcast, but I was visiting Leopold Brothers in Telnua. Um, and Telnua I've been following for quite some time. They are producing Irish-style, pot-still-style whiskey in Colorado. Uh, they both have Irish heritage, and I think I forget the exact story, but they were engaged or have visited and drank whiskey and have loved Irish whiskey for a very long time. Hmm. Um, and actually, he comes from Stranahan's, so already had some, you know, was in the industry. And they opened this distillery, and according to them... Irish whiskey community has really welcomed them with open arms because it'll just, just like American single malt, it will continue to help amp up the pot still style whiskey, mm-hmm. um, which is still extremely small between red breast and the spot mm-hmm. whiskeys. Um, but I have two, they have mm-hmm. a, a grain in a pot still marriage. And then they have the two that I'm tasting you on Charles. So no blind tasting, just tasting is virgin oak pot still and uh what was the other one i uh, gave bourbon you? cast and stave series and stave series and then virgin white oak virgin white oak which, which i really darker. love the virgin white oak my goodness yeah that's very tasty and i love they not all distilleries which is interesting will tell you exactly what percentage is malted and unmalted barley for their pot still whiskey and they are 50 50 okay. so they're very clear about it um Saw everything maturing there. I mean, very fruity, juicy, has some of that spice like a pot still style does from the unmalted barley. I just, these are crushable. They're they're nuanced. They're, I'm so excited for them to see how it grows and to have uh, whiskey available. Although they're only in Colorado right now. So yeah. I had to bring <clears throat> the bottles back. But We are not. seeing that being done with Keeper's Heart too up in uh, Minnesota. So they're doing the triple distilled pot still. They haven't released No, nothing yet. released yet. Yeah. But it is cool to see that starting to become a thing. You know, I remember when American Single Malt first kind of came on board way back now with Westland and um, some of those, we were like, really? Mm-hmm. This is going to be interesting. Let's see what happens. You yeah. know, that was, so here we are seeing kind of the mm-hmm. birth of pot still Irish style whiskey here in the United States. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Because that's one of our favorite styles to begin with. So. And they're just nice people. I actually talked about having them on the podcast because this is a brand that Yeah. we don't talk about pot still style whiskey very often. You know, Redbreast is not going on podcasts. You know, <laughs> Middleton is not going on podcasts. And I would love to just have them talk about their Wait, you inspiration. Can't, you can't interview the bird? No, but I know that the bird sponsors Whiskey Cast. That's true. Because <laughs> the bird speaks. Does the, the bird speaks? <laughs> on Whiskey Cast. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, well, you know what we could do is we could get a puppet and on a, do a Zoom interview with, no. the, with the bird. I'm actually not a big bird fan. Okay. They're, they can be pretty dirty. Birds, cats, <laughs> babies. I always. like your cat. <laughs> um, I didn't say I didn't like babies. I just, oh, I know. I'm just that, kidding. They're just loud. Yes, they make a lot of noise. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you're enjoying the, yes. which one, the virgin oak? I like the virgin oak a little better, to tell you the truth. I don't know, it's just a little more rounded. The, the, the bourbon's not bad, though, I have to say. It's 
the also growing up. It's very, nose. the bourbon does remind me more of an Irish whiskey mm-hmm. than the, the nose on the virgin white oak, but. They have a peaty 50-50 is interesting too, you know. I, yeah. I think the typical or the, you know, the traditional uh, percentages was 60-40, you know, yeah, back in the day. It varies and but, could have had other. That's one thing that maybe that's what we should focus on with their podcast is actually a typical pot still style whiskey would have had other grains yeah. too, which Irish whiskey was not allowing. The regulations were not allowing that to put pot still style on your bottle. Hmm. So it was actually going against so the original way. So um, that's one of the things that is changing, I think, this year. You know, it would have had some rye potentially in there too. So it was much more open, not just malted and unmalted barley. So again, Irish whiskey, a little slower than we'd like, but is changing and going to become really cool. Yeah. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. Um, all right. So quickly... Because I know we don't want to take up too much time before this we'll wonderful interview. We'll just do interview. the trips then. We, we don't have to do new bottles to the shop. Yeah, or... well, so just a couple of announcements. Um, on the travel side, uh, Holly mentioned I'm leaving uh, hopefully Tuesday for Japan. There's some weather coming, so we'll see what happens. But um, the tour doesn't start till Friday, so I, I did build in a couple of buffer days in case of a delay. Um, but that's exciting. Um, and we did just sell out of our on our Water of Life uh, mm-hmm. Isla trip that's yeah. happening in June that Holly is going on um, with Greg Schwartz from the Water of Life and John Sconzo from Rascal and Thorn. So that's uh, that one's in the books in terms of availability. And then Holly just announced a trip that she is going to be leading solo. Uh, which is pretty awesome, uh, mm-hmm. in October to the Speyside and Highlands region of Scotland. Um, eight nights. Edinburgh is the starting point and the ending point, but then most of the time is in Kregeliki and Inverness. Um, but that was so popular <laughs> that I don't you think there's really any more it. space. We didn't even have a chance to really announce it. So that's kind of uh, one of the things that's a little bit of a challenge, uh, there's a lot of demand right now uh, for whiskey travel, especially. Um, your best bet, if you want to join, is to sign up you know, for our email database at First Fill Spirits, or even just go to Rascal and Thorn as well and sign up on that database as well, because we did send an email out on that trip before First Fill, and I didn't think the demand was going to be that crazy, but here we are today. Trying to figure out how to fill in some people. spots with yeah. uh, with not enough rooms. So um, pretty cool though. These uh, there will be plenty more to come. Uh, definitely in the next uh, couple of months, we're going to be announcing some more things. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we had some new bottles to the shop. But yeah. Let's do that real quick. We'll run through it super fast. Um, we got a new King's Rye, a six-year-old cast-strength rye from King's Family Distillery in Tennessee. And this was a rye that I tasted down at the distillery last fall when I was there. Not available in the Northeast, but I loved it so much that I asked the distributor and Kara from King's if we could bring in a couple cases just for New York State and for our shop. 
So we got it exclusive to the shop. It's higher in corn, so just barely legally rye. So 51% rye, but still has a lot of spice. But because of that corn, I mean, it's just got this mocha chocolate spice. Yeah, it's a beautiful whiskey. Going on. Um, I just used it in a tasting the other night, and uh, it was definitely a hit. That you know, some people can can have a tough time with rye being too spicy. This has some spice, but that corn really kind of balances it out very yeah, nicely. Gives it a nice weight. Yeah. Um, we also got another kind of one-off project from King's family: a six-year-old light whiskey finished in Isla casks. Um, which we have open at the shop to taste. It's hard to explain. It's a really interesting, fun whiskey. Um, it's got that nice kind of fruity undertone of a light whiskey, but has all of this earth and soot and and sweet smoke from the Isla Cass. Um, and sticking with American whiskey, we also got um, in Spirit of French Lick out of Indiana, their high rye bourbon called Maddie Gladden. And from Dave Schmier, our, our friend Dave from Proof in Wood, a, a American whiskey, well, I guess global whiskey bottler. Um, we got some more of his representative bourbon, which won some big awards these past couple weeks. So nice job, Dave. Yeah, Dave's doing a great job with mm -hmm. his uh, products for sure. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of uh, international bottles. We got a scotch back in, the, the Glen Turret 15. Um, that one I remember I sold out quickly last one. year. Fifty percent ABV. Yeah, I think maybe fifty-three. I think I might be, I think it's a little bit higher. But this is, if you like sherry, this is the best deal right now for cast strength. Fifteen, you know, this age, heavy sherry, matured Scotch. So I just wanted to throw it back in there because yeah, no, it's great. It's not always available either. And then a couple of new, really special Japanese bottles came in this week. The Shizuoka. Pot still K and pot still W. Uh, one of them is Japanese barley, so 100% Japanese barley done on the old Karizawas still. And then the second one is actually from Scottish barley, 70% peated, uh, but on a wood fired still at their distillery in Japan. So, really cool bottles. This, this new distillery is really starting to make waves in Japan, and we were lucky to just get a couple of bottles each of these. And who knows how long those will be on the shelf. Yeah. Their labeling at first to me was a little much. There were a lot of, you know, uh, acronyms and things to consider. But when written out like this, it makes sense. Anything that says pot still K on it is from the Karazawa, yeah. uh, the old Karazawa stills, which is a very highly coveted, old, demolished Japanese whiskey distillery. And pot still W means their wood fire pot yeah. still. So there you go. <laughs> but when you first read it and look at the bottle, you're like, whoa. Just wait till the next letters come out. It's <laughs> Too like many Scrabble. Letters. <laughs> Japanese Scrabble. I'll be dealing um, with that all next week. So yeah, a lot of a lot of new cool things and more to come. Um, but uh, yeah, so I guess come visit us at the shop. Charles will be away, so you're stuck with me. Um, but I can be pretty fun. I've been told. I am coming back. Um, I'm not quite gone forever. That's to be determined. So <laughs> we'll see Charles in April. Um, no, I'm here in so March. Sayonara. Um, I'm here March 28th. <laughs> no, enjoy your time in Japan. Thank you. It's going to be awesome. They're going to a rice whiskey distillery. They're going to Fukano. I cannot wait to see all the photos. We'll have lots of cool things to talk about. We'll have to do a full Japanese whiskey update. 
for yes. sure. Oh, no doubt. Um, no doubt. The state of Japanese whiskey. Yeah, where it's at. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you can interview me. Well, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. So, Hopefully... Charles, can you describe a little bit about yourself? <laughs> Should I introduce you? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see about that. Okay. Um, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> we'll see. We'll have to make sure it flows correctly. Okay. We don't want it to be awkward. Flows like the yeah. letter W. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably get to the, the interview. Yeah. Let's talk real education. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll now introduce Kirsty, and, um, she lives up near Belmoral, um, the, I was going to call it the luxury crown estate. That doesn't make any sense. It's where the people of the crown, what are their names again? It's, the it's, royal family. It's the luxury <laughs> crown estate. Crown people. <laughs> people that wear crowns. The it's royal family. It's not crown royal. That's for sure. Uh, it's a very nice place that I will never get into that the royal family goes to um, up near Royal Lochnagar. But anyways, I guess there was a big storm coming through. So if you're watching on YouTube, her it's kind of flickering. It looks like we're in 1800 Scotland. So it's actually very fitting for the Edinburgh Whiskey Academy. Uh, but she's awesome. And we hope this gives some more insight to folks that are maybe finding them online or uh, want a little bit more information of what class to take for Scotch or Irish whiskey. Awesome. So, Let's do it. All right. Safe travels, Charles. Thank you, Holly. All right. Cheers. Bye. I'm here with Kirsty. Thank you for for joining. Um, she is the founder and CEO of the Edinburgh Whiskey Academy. And um, yeah, just lots of questions for you. Uh, anyone that's been to the shop knows that I love all whiskey, but Scotch is my first true love and and passion. Um, and we've had a lot of folks asking about uh, about different classes they can take. Um, and we direct them to your website, but we're thrilled to be able to chat with you uh, to know exactly uh, what's going on, maybe what's new on the horizon and how folks can get involved with Scotch and Irish whiskey. So Kirsty, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for joining. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks, Holly. Well, thanks so much for inviting me on. Yeah. And uh, you should tell everyone where you're at, too, because I think everyone will get a little wanderlust. It's all uh, us Americans listening listening in. So <laughs> we'll... Uh... Um, well, at the moment, I live in a tiny village called Braemar, which is up in the Cairngorms. So we're about um, sort of two and a half hours north of Edinburgh into the centre of Scotland. And we're our closest distillery is Royal Loch Nagar which is about 10 minutes that way. And just before you get to the distillery, we've got Balmoral, which is um, the royal residence up here in the Highlands. So it's lovely, very rural, surrounded by gorgeous uh, hills. And uh, But at the moment, it is pretty cold. <laughs> um, yes. Well, no, that's awesome. And that keeps uh, us pesky tourists away too sometimes when it's, it's that cold. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's great to have you. And before we dive into into the classes, I'd love to hear a little bit about your your background too. You know how how you founded the Edinburgh Whiskey Academy. I'm sure you have uh, you've loved Scotch and been in the whiskey industry long before that. So just kind of how this all came to be and where the inspiration came. Um, yeah, well, I I sort of entered the industry in a very unusual way because. Um, Prior to to working in the whiskey whiskey industry, I was actually a paramedic. Um, but we moved over to Sweden, and um, we had the, our first child. So I was looking for a 
career change and I had grown up around whiskey because my mum is a McKinley and for some of you you might remember uh, McKinley's whiskey which was um, it actually doesn't exist anymore but it was bought over by White and Mackay in the 80s and I think they've recently released a Shackleton one um, because there was an interesting story that um, the McKinley's whiskey Mm -hmm. was the one that obviously Shackleton chose for his 1907 or whatever endurance expedition and um these explorers found this stack of of whiskey in antarctica quite about i think just turn of the early 2000s mm-hmm. and uh so they've recreated a couple of um releases on the back of that but um so yes we we were in sweden and i had grown up around whiskey so i thought you know, the Swedes obviously are a big whiskey drinking country. So I thought it's perfect to combine this passion and interest with um, with obviously the Swedes interest and started my own whiskey tasting business. And then from there, I got offered the brand ambassador job for Scandinavia for Glamorangie and Ardbeg. <clears throat> ah, okay. So that was sort of my um, indirect way into the industry. Um, and it was it was during the time as a brand ambassador that I, I had fantastic brand training and I was just loving learning so much more about the brands and the process. And I really wanted to go on and, and learn a bit more. And I was very frustrated by what I found on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so five years later, when we moved back to Scotland, I decided to to change this create the Edinburgh Whiskey Academy and really give whiskey education sort of status and focus that I felt it deserved. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you, this has kind of been a, something on your mind for quite some time. I mean, if that was, yeah, yeah. that would be a tough, Definitely. as we had discussed before, if, if six, seven years ago, it was tough to find education programs that looked like maybe they were worth the money or actually find them on the internet (laughs) was very challenging. So I can imagine when you were looking over 10 years ago, that was a little daunting. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was just also the, um, the sort of um, skepticism about where a lot of the information had come from, what was driving it, you know, was it, factual or was there some sort of slant to it because the whiskies you were tasting were sponsored by a certain company or or whatever I think it was there was there weren't clear um clear guidelines as to whether this was actually an educational course or whether this was a sort of educational stroke brand tasting course and I think that was what I found quite um obviously because at the time I was working for two brands so Mm -hmm. I didn't want to adopt any narrative from a different brand that I thought was Mm -hmm. was actually just factual education right no that makes sense yeah I mean there wasn't now we're kind of enthralled which has its own issues but we have so much information from so many uh, quote-unquote experts (laughs) that it's We have to weed through it all. But, you know, it was really just brands that were driving education. You're right. You know, at that time. So, I mean, I guess there were some bloggers and things like that, but it it would have been hard to really decipher what what was true and what had a brand manager behind it (laughs) with some marketing departments. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, but yes, but I mean, you know, the, the the sort of the brands pushing the education side was fantastic because, you know, it's a sort of snowball effect. So, um, but I, I think from a 
from an, an enthusiast and a professional looking to to further my knowledge, it, I found it very confusing and quite frustrating. No, for sure. And I can see how even customers and consumers now, whether they're part in the industry, want to get into the industry, or just want to know what's going on in the industry, because there's a lot of people like that now that maybe have their a totally different career, but this has become such a passion and a hobby that they are taking it as seriously as someone who wants to build a career in this industry, which yeah. is great. Um, if you have the time, I totally, I had to just dive head first because I couldn't hold down a totally different job with the passion. But so, so you get back to, to Scotland. It's, I, I know on your website, it says 2015. So you, what was the first program or class that you came out with when, when you started? Um, so in a, a year later, we launched with the Diploma in Single Malt Whiskey, which is the okay. two-day in-depth diploma. Um, and the reason it took so long was that one of the sort of key things, just going back to what I mentioned earlier about whether this was, you know, sort of education wrapped up in a brand slant or brand narrative, um, it was really important to me that that the academy I created had a had a recognized certification to give candidates that assurance that it is brand neutral it is properly audited you know the teachers are independent mm -hmm. and so forth so I spent quite a while trying to get well achieving this SQA um, center approval and then SQA a, a course accreditation and the SQA is basically Scotland's it's the Scottish Qualifications Authority and it's sort of Scotland's education body that awards every educational award apart from a university or a, a postgrad anything like that okay. so um so so that that with that um accreditation it gave us the basically the the sort of display to show to people that this is a recognized um, certification that you're going to get. All of our teachers have been checked that they have the knowledge that they have either written or are delivering. Um, and at the end of it, if you're if you pass the assessment, then um, you will have a recognized uh, qualification. So we, I spent a year doing that and collecting the content creators to write the different modules. And then we launched in 2016 with, with that, our first diploma. Okay. So it started with the, the diploma. And because yeah. then I see that you have some classes since that are maybe not as intense, if I'm saying yeah. that correctly, they're a little bit less intense. Diploma does sound like a heavier, <laughs> that might... Uh, a little bit daunting for some folks um and we'll we'll dive into into those classes but interesting that you started with with the diploma and who was that geared towards who did you think um, would be taking that so it was very much i was obviously coming into it off the back of being a brand ambassador so i pretty much wrote down all the the learning points that mm -hmm. i wanted to learn more about so i was gearing it towards marketing management brand ambassador, serious enthusiasts, mm -hmm. people who were going to deliver tastings. Uh, they had they had good knowledge, but they wanted to take that knowledge further. Um, and really anyone else, you know, who was working on the consumer facing side of the industry, where they would be required to to talk about whiskies um, and and the, this background knowledge would really help uh, enable them to sort of be more elaborate and eloquent when um, discussing different brands 
and their um, individual sort of processes. Okay. Okay. And how did you how did you go about finding who who would teach the classes? Um, really, just by luck. It was very much word of mouth. I started with a couple of the contacts I had and said, oh, by the way, I'm looking for someone to write the module on raw materials. Mm -hmm. And then I would get the name of a master maltster and then went and, and chatted to this guy who was brilliant, who said, yes, yes, I'll write the raw materials. Oh, I'm looking for someone on, you know, batch distillation. Oh, you must go and speak so-and-so. So it was very much that sort of, I just started in one place and I was just really lucky. It's a it's a really kind community, you mm -hmm. know, the, the whiskey industry, everyone's sort of trying to to help everyone else. And I think most of the people I spoke to really liked my idea. And so they were keen to support it. Um, and so that was really how it sort of started off. It was just a very slow process of getting to meet the, the people behind the scenes, because mm -hmm. that was also one of the key things. It's not someone that we see a lot of the time on you know whiskey things it's right. the people we hardly ever see that I wanted to connect with because mm -hmm. I wanted that inside knowledge and that just sort of straight factual education coming across raw materials for me at least has always been it's it gets left out a lot you know on tours and obviously you talk about barley or what sorts of grains and we know the the three ingredients that go into whiskey but I always said, you know, I need to spend some time with a farmer or a malting facility or, you know, actually, you know, that gets kind of left out like, oh, yes, this all is here and at the distillery and we get to make this. But there's so much more from a, a raw materials. And then on the back end, too, I know you have blind tastings and a lot of nosing flavor classes. In the last few years, it's changed, but I know that was left out a lot as well. You know, it was very brand driven, like you said, and it wasn't necessarily understanding how the wood and the raw materials were actually influencing what we taste. So I, I know sometimes I feel like I'm in this bubble of this whiskey industry and everyone knows about it, but you actually go out to consumers and uh, and to your friends and family and you realize that uh, it's actually a very small community <laughs> of, of folks. And it's uh, you probably have connections to people that you didn't realize you did in this industry. It's not as big once you get outside of our little bubble. So yeah. let's dive into the classes that you have. I Hopefully I broke them up correctly. I wrote them down. So I see that you have some uh, certificates that you can get. There's also modules that you can take that sound a little bit different. And then there's, I think, two diplomas. So the certificates are the ones that I, I, I think are probably going to be really interesting to folks. It's There's one on Scotch, Irish, and gin. Is yeah. that correct? Okay. Yeah. And how would that flow? How would, I guess, take me from, you know, someone's here in the United States and they love scotch and, you know, they have 20 bottles on their shelf and they've gone to a couple tastings at their local whiskey club or local retail shop or bar and they, they've got the bug, right? So is it for them and what are the next steps they could take? Well, I guess we'll start with scotch. So, yeah, the certificate in Scotch whiskey, it's delivered 100% online. So it's very accessible wherever you are. Um, and it's really aimed at those that are new to the industry, new to new to whiskey, or like you say, have, have a bit of knowledge and really want to build on that. So it's um, sort of beginner stroke intermediate level. Um, it covers the, the beginning of Scotch. 
you know, the history, where Scotch sits in today's world, um, the, the sort of issues that Scotch faces, mm-hmm. and uh, like through counterfeiting and taxes and stuff like that. And then it takes you right through the process. So we start at the pre-production module and then we have the production, distillation, maturation. Uh, we look at grain distillation which mm-hmm. is um, obviously something that can be it it's, can be quite hard to to understand for some people, um, and blending, mm-hmm. um, and then we we finish with a module on bottling. So it's really the whole process of Scotch whiskey for for malt, malted whiskey, blended whiskey, and grain whiskey. Um, there's pop quizzes at the end of each module just to sort of test your learning as you go through and it's there's there's lots of interactivity and different pictures so it's not a sort of you know stale just reading text it's very much you you get drawn into it and uh, it's constantly sort of reminding people what they've just learned at the end of it there is an assessment which is a self-assessment really just to test to test your learning and understanding of the certificate. Um, And then there is a digital certificate that you can download at the end that's a certificate of completion. And and also we we give you lifetime access to to the course material. Um, There is an ebook that you can download as well. Um, So if you're, you know, delivering tastings or something and you want to use it as a reference, you can uh, do that. The material gets updated every year. And um, yeah, and that's we've had fantastic feedback on it. And it really it really it's it's great to read the feedback, obviously, from a business point of view. But also personally, it's just great to hear so many people that have just learned so much and said, God, I now finally understand what this process means or I now understand where this flavor comes from. And I think that's just uh, that's really great for us to hear because that's, you know, (laughs) half the point of doing it. Yeah, it's it's basically recreating what you were hoping for over and over again through everyone that takes the takes the class and seeing that light bulb go off. You know, you've probably taught so many classes and seen so many people when, especially with column distillation, you know, or because pot stills and batch actually just is a little bit simpler to understand, you know, kettle to kettle, just keep moving it. But column, you know, seeing that light bulb go off in someone's head is a. it's what keeps you going sometimes you're like yes like yeah. <laughs> we we did it we got one today so that's great uh, and how long does that take or is it go at your own pace totally your own pace um we sort of recommend if english is your first language we say it's sort of between 5 to 8 hours um but obviously if if english isn't your first language it can take a bit longer dependent on your level and i guess would irish be the same um sort of concept just different historical i mean just irish well irish whiskey and its makeup is different because obviously they have a a variation of grains and then that impacts the different processes and uh equipment that's used and obviously their maturation they're not tied solely to oak Mm -hmm. so that is so it's a similar structure but it's it's slightly different because um there is a lot of extra stuff because Irish whiskey has a, a much wider sort of um, pool to to, to, right. to to take from as regards their uh, which style of whiskey it is all right great. Um, but but yeah very similar structure and do a lot of folks take the certificate like what's the recommended 
jump to the diploma? You know, what is the what is the goal? Or if someone knows a lot about whiskey, say they, you know, they're still a consumer, they're not in the industry, but they they feel like they know a decent amount about whiskey. Should they jump right to the diploma? Like, is there a, a skip to the diploma situation for any of these courses? Um, so, yeah, I mean, we recommend prior to taking the diploma, if you're if you're not too sure about your knowledge level, that you do take the certificate mm-hmm. um, just to ensure that you've really understood the foundations because the diploma, it's, it's, it's obviously in much more detail. And with that, it doesn't necessarily explain so much the basics because it just assumes you, you have that knowledge already. It goes much more into the sort of technical side of it. Um, but we do have lots of people who have, who do the diploma without doing the certificate because they have a already a, an established level of knowledge and um it works it works great the the diploma is um delivered both face to face and online um and the face to face ones we're just doing here in Scotland this year um last year we did actually go over to america with it which was great um okay. and we will be looking at doing another international trip in 2024 um but the online version you it's similar to the certificate in that you sign up you get access to the materials you can do it at whatever pace you like uh there's no cutoff point we really recommend that people do try and uh, take the assessment within the first 3 months because you know, people sort of lose interest and whatever. Um, and you obviously get your sample pack, which is 15, 15 samples of three centiliters each. And that is for the wild whiskey tasting part and then for the sensory assessment uh, part and the final assessment. And is for any of these, the certificates or the diploma, if someone needs to, to speak to someone, say uh, one of the, you know, instructors, they just can't, get past a certain point of it or they're just not understanding it what are the the resources available if there are questions outside of the online learning yep no we use a we just upgraded last year to a different platform for our lms so there's there's lots of ways that they can contact us but the primary one for the certificate is normally there's a discussion box to the right of each uh, page that you're on and people just pop their questions in there and then and then we answer them um with the diploma we have monthly uh chats on a zoom that people can just log into um okay. to different times during a, an allotted day and people can ask questions and then we get our experts to talk about a different topic each month so like last month we spoke about um barley and uh things to do with that next month we're speaking about yeast and it, it they're recorded and uploaded after and people can just sort of have have it as an added resource um they can also again email us or ask in the discussion box and there's also a community chat chat for all diploma candidates which sort of doubles up as a networking uh community as well as a place to ask any questions to do with the course or anything else we have a lot of alumni candidates who are on there saying gosh you know i'm giving a tasting with these whiskies any any recommendations for food pairings or or whatever it is and so it really has become sort of um uh, a place for diploma graduates and candidates to to either ask questions or share interesting articles Mm -hmm. um and just keep engaged through that 
Yeah, that's great. And you had mentioned that you had a North American class. If someone just really wants to, I guess they'd have to wait until 2024, but where was that held or or what are some future plans if someone wants to travel or where would an in-person class be here in the States? We're not sure yet. We haven't. Um, I think we'd all love to go to Kentucky. Um, we went <laughs> last time, last year we were in Brooklyn and uh, okay. then we to do one in New Hampshire. Um, but we, we haven't really thought about it yet, but I think it would be, uh, Kentucky would sort of be up there as our number <laughs> one destination if it worked out. Yes. Um, but we'll wait and see. Okay. All right. Yeah. So they should just follow along, um, sign up for your email list to, to yeah, hear if there's stuff going on the States. Okay. Exactly. For our mailing letter, then uh, we'll be working on it this year and then sort of releasing information, hopefully, you know, October time um, for the following year. Yeah. I mean, I guess what's next for, for the Edinburgh Whiskey Academy? Do you have any new launches i mean we didn't really talk about the the modules it looks like there's some additional maybe side classes that you can take to to work on nosing and flavor i guess if you want to talk a little bit about those and if there's any new uh certificates or modules that are on the horizon so the modules are great they're very often given as a present um because they're a really okay. attractive price point and you get a nice voucher and stuff um and they're they're great standalone modules because they each teach you something practical whether it's about the the flavor origination or um how to improve your your actual aroma memory and 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 mm-hmm. your whiskey tasting skills um so so they're really fun sort of short standalone modules we will be producing some more modules but the idea of these um, new modules about to come out are that they are something for the diploma graduates to go on and study more in more detail. Um, the feedback, a lot of the feedback is, oh, my God, I've loved the diploma, but I want, you know, what's next? Okay. I want to learn more. Um, and so we've broken down different topics into different modules that go into a lot of detail and um, they will be similar structure to the focus on flavor and wake up your whiskey nose, but adjust, um, you would need to have some prior knowledge in order to, to benefit from the learnings. Okay, so those are are something that's new that will come yeah, out. Yeah, so they are, the hopefully, hopefully we will have two, if not three coming out by the summer. Um, okay, so though, did I hear correct? So they'll be focused on certain parts of production or more focused fermentation would be like a full blown module distillation so that's what they would be focused on um so yes even sort of more broken down than that one of them is is yeast uh so it's all about yeast obviously fermentation comes into that but it's actually all about yeast um rather than i mean fermentation and fermentation rates and everything is is in the module but the main thing is about yeast and um bits behind that and then uh Another one is on um, wood-derived aromas. Mm-hmm. So rather than having it more into maturation, it's the aromas you can get from from oak specifically. So it's that sort of level of detail that uh, that it will, will be going into. And then possibly one more on peat and the, mm-hmm. um, the validity in flavor differences from where the peat comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so 
things along along those lines. It's exciting. I know there's a there's you always have one little part of the process that you're just a little bit more emotionally attached to. You know, you have your home brewers that just want to keep honing in on the yeast and and what's going on with that and fermentation. But I actually think distillation would be a great one if that's going to be a module because I think that's the yeah. one also that people, not many people distill at home. <laughs> it's not a right. common practice. You make it a home brewer or someone who's a little bit familiar with um, with grains, but you don't uh, necessarily have the the distillation background. And I guess if you're trying to get into the industry and you're going to specialize in something, that's a great way to continue to push down those paths and and be able to really specialize in something. Is there anything else that you, I know all of your brand partners are listed that you've worked with probably from brand ambassadors, but there's also retailers, there's bars and restaurants. Um, I saw brokers. So, you know, uh, that middle, middle layer of the industry where casts are being sold. And I mean, it's very impressive, the organizations that some of their employees have gone through your program as well. Yeah, no, no, it's great. And I think it's also, you know, testament to these organizations because they're willing to, uh, you know, they're happy to invest mm -hmm. in their staff's development and their staff's knowledge. So, um, you know, it's a sort of two-way thing and it's it's great. Um, it's great to see so much of the industry really spending resources on properly training their, uh, their staff. Great. Is there anything else you want to add? I mean, I know for sure I'm going to bug you uh, come the end of the year to see where your class is in the United States so that we can get down and and, and yeah. maybe do it in person. But uh, anything else you, you want to add, you know, about what's coming up or, or anything? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think you've covered sort of most things about the Academy, mm -hmm. but, you know, we're very much um, here to to help all of you guys learn more about whiskey um, obviously, in particular, Scotch whiskey. Um, so if there's any topics that uh, anyone finds particularly confusing or wants to have a blog piece on, you know, please do go onto our website, send us an email, mm -hmm. um, because it's always great to hear from from enthusiasts. And um, it's it's great to get ideas for, for content that that people find, you know, needs further explanation or they have questions about, um, and, and we love getting emails like that. So please, you know, just, just write in any ideas. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe you'll be spending more time in the States now that our American single malt category is continuing to grow and blossom. We even have some pot still Irish style whiskeys coming out of Colorado. And so maybe, mm -hmm. uh, we'll see more up your sleeve for, <laughs> for Definitely. other, other American single malts. No, 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 for sure. Well, this has been great for me. I, you know, again, I've shared your website so many times and I obviously, you know, I've I've liked what I've seen and I will get to taking uh, at least maybe even one of the modules too. Um, I can see how those would be a good gift, especially to do with, I have a couple friends as we all do that just will not try whiskey with me. But usually if you can get them into really understanding where flavor comes from and how to taste it properly. That's how you can ease them into it. So uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot to get involved with and um, yeah, anything that first fill spirits can do to help. I, I think this will be a great 
little education session for folks to understand what they're getting into when they go on your website. Um, and they can understand a little bit more of what's the right fit for them and, and how they can move forward from that. So I appreciate you, you taking time out to talk with me too. No, well, thank you, Holly. That's been great chatting. And, uh, Thanks for for spreading the word of what we're doing at the Academy. <laughs>